0: I see the Mexican wave kind of like mass. When I was a kid, like I love the Mexican wave. When I was a kid, I used to go to mass and, you know, oh, this is something different. And then when you get a bit older, you're like, this is a load of crap. OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app.
1: OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Kevin
2: Coban, come on in. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Adrian. How are you getting on? Are you uh, itching to
2: get home now or are you just enjoying the football too much for any of that?
1: I was itching to to get home the day I arrived. I have to say that, honestly. I think I had the the conversation before I left. I I was nervous about actually coming over here and that's not really left me since I've arrived here. Honestly, I've loved the football and it's been great doing the games and going to games here and there. But no, um, I've become a become a softie i i, have, I really do you have to say that now, yeah. you're
2: obliged by marital contract Kev to say that either way
1: i might <laughs> well well I, do, I don't think i don't think my wife's going to see this really issue so she
2: got um, a big AM viewer no <laughs>
1: well no she's a big fan of Agent and Barry but not not necessarily the show you know because you, you're global at these days
0: you know <laughs> of course of
2: course what's your uh, what's your itinerary on a, the last few days off what do you get up to
1: um what we got on well we have um Obviously, we had the the games over the next two days, and then we're back into the, the couple of days off. Even there, there's actually been a media game arranged. I was just talking to to, to the fellow from Cork there before I came What's on. What's his know? name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Colin. Um, but anyway, no, we um, we had this media game arranged, so you had to put your name down before the tournament started to to go and play in this media game, and it was the world's media, so everybody from every organisation get the chance to play in a game and it's at one of the stadiums. I'm not too sure which which stadium it's actually at. So anyway, we all put our name down. We, we got off and it went, yeah, we'll play, no problems. And then the game, I think, some Monday, I think it is. And then we got an email yesterday to say, only one player or one person from the whole team gets to play in it and you can put a reserve guy on standby in case we need to call them up last minute. And we were like, Ah, get out of it, no way. <laughs> can you imagine sending that to ITV with Roy and all that yeah. they, they, they desperately want all so we just said, Nah, we'll leave it. Thanks very much, but no thanks.
2: You didn't get an invite to the So that's it. You didn't get an invite to the big game then obviously the, the clip that's
0: gone gone viral.
1: Uh, no, I saw the clip actually. Yeah, no, no, Good we goal. didn't get invited. Why, why would I? Why would I?
0: Well, I mean, what did you think of the the celebration from Roy? A bit over the top, I thought. Like, yeah. th- that's his very, job very, essentially very, to score.
1: Is that is that very un-Roy I very. think
2: I thought th- we were talking about it at the news round last night, and it suddenly dawned on me that he was. It was a commentary on the Brazil celebrations mm. and his comments about that. Yeah,
1: yeah maybe but he didn't have the dance at the end, though. He needed the dance, didn't we?
2: <laughs> he jumped the wheelie bit and said, "Have you? You haven't bumped into him, have you?" <laughs>
1: No, no, not at all. No, it's been it's been fairly low key, really. I, I think I'd said to you, we our hotel, like I'd said to you, we're, we're staying in the same hotel as Brazil. It's, it's a little bit out of the way, but we have a one of the metro stops, which is a couple of five minute walks say down the road from us. We hop on the metro, usually in and out to to where the studios are, and unless we're going to a game, where we just hop on the metro again. We've been fairly isolated, really. So that's been pretty much it.
2: Yeah, like as former teammates, you're not saying, "Oh, we must catch up for a must catch up for a cup of tea."
1: No, there's been a few of the guys. Um, Dion Dublin was on to me. Um, I haven't had the chance to meet up with Dion yet, but Dion was on to me. A couple of the guys that I'd spoken to, a few of the guys that I would have done stuff with when I when I was working at the BBC uh, were on to me, and I, I kind of bumped into. I actually did bump into D on one night, but I didn't. It, it was when I was walking back from after, after the games. I think those the apartments at the BBC are, are actually staying and are not too far from where we are. Uh, the famous BBC um, apartments, I should say. Yeah, but um, so we we, we bumped hmm. into them, uh, a couple of the guys who I would have worked with, and that was pretty much it. So I, I said we'd meet up along the way, but we've we've just not had a chance to, and, and they haven't either because I know you're not really necessarily doing lots of travel to get to the games like it would have been at any other World Cup, but. It's just getting that chance on a night off or something when you know what it's like. You just kind of get your work done in the day, and then you, you get out for a bit of dinner in the evening, and that's kind of it. I met Dan McDonald actually. You know, I met Dan a couple of nights ago, so we went out had a bit of food, and and he's, he's uh, someone who I did meet. Yeah, so we, we had I had a few hours
0: with Dan, which was nice. I remember seeing Dan's tweet? I think at the start of the tournament, where like the the height of the nightlife in in Doha seems to be these twenty four hour coffee. Uh, shops. That's probably the the only chance you get to kind of meet up with yeah. people. I guess get- shisha, the shisha.
1: Yeah, she- shisha bars. There's a lot. There's a lot of shisha bars knocking around and coffee bars. Yeah, um, you're very selective if you want to go and you want to go and find a beer and things like that. More often than not, you have to go into into certain hotels, which. You kind of want to stroll around, don't you? You want to just maybe have a have a the souk, um, the, the souk wa which is by us, which is kind of the marketplace, that big marketplace near our studios. It's a great little walk actually round, and you get a bit of a feel, a little bit for the place there. But you, you can't get a drink or anything there, so it's just it's it's a nice chill out. It's a nice chill out place to be honest with you.
0: Would you be partial to a bit of shisha?
1: No, no, I wouldn't be a shisha man. Actually, I've I've had it in the past, but no, it wouldn't be wouldn't be my cup of tea. No, it wouldn't be, be she. I can imagine a man like yourself would be very, uh, very worldly and things like that. You'd be all over it, but no, it wouldn't be my cup of tea. No.
2: Come here! The, uh, you gave us a nugget, obviously, in the last round, and uh, the clip has gone viral since. And uh, you've been retweeting it yourself, which, of course, is uh, self-praise, Kev, which we'd be we'd be all too familiar with. Your uh, in your oh game. no, I
1: didn't
2: want to talk about it. I didn't want <laughs> to talk, about it. talk no. about it. <laughs> Top of the agenda: the only thing you wanted to talk about this morning. You gave us a nugget. You gave us a nugget. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. You gave us a nugget. You called Morocco to beat Spain, so Mister Caban looking into his uh, crystal ball here for the quarterfinals. Any surprises on the cards? Uh,
1: I'm just actually going through I'm just like I'm uh, I started yesterday just getting through everything looking through clips and trying to do analysis on um the Holland Argentina game and the Brazil Croatia game tonight so we're just trying to get everything together from it I, I I mean I don't think there'll be a shock in the Brazil game I think Brazil will beat Croatia I thought Croatia looked so tired in the Japan match particularly maybe the last twenty minutes and if you look at Croatia I think seven of the last eight um Competitive or, or um, sorry, tournament games. I've, I've gone to, in, I've gone to in extra time, should I say? So, I, I just don't see them being able to muster up another big performance and take the game to, to extra time and beat Brazil. I can't see that happening. So, Brazil, I think, handily enough. Today's other one, I think Netherlands will beat Argentina. I think, um, I think the setup for is is that a shock? Is that uh, a shock? I think to so. Yeah,
0: will be so. Yeah,
2: I think, I think Argentina uh, will be will be favourites for it, but yeah.
1: Man for man, I think Holland are better. Honestly, I do if you look look th- look through the side and look through. I think defensively Holland are better. Um, even in midfield, I would probably say there's a lot of energy in in that Argentine side. Um, I don't think it's going to be a great game. I don't think it's going to be one that we're going to look back on and think that was a classic match. But I just fancy I fancy Netherlands to win it. I just think they're gonna. I think I think it might be tight. One 0 maybe two one. I I can't. If it goes to if it goes to extra time, I wouldn't be surprised. And then penalties, who knows? Um, then you're looking at a fifty-fifty call on that one. And I, I think it will be that tight. But I just I just side with Netherlands. Yeah, just I think they'll do it. Yeah,
0: Louis van Gaal has been the the man of the tournament for me so far, Kev. Like even yesterday, yeah. he asked about the Angel Di Maria, called him the worst coach he ever had, and he replied with yeah. uh, Memphis Depay in the room, saying, you know, I used to bench Memphis at Old Trafford, and now we kiss. On the yeah. mouth and uh, Memphis losing his losing his head <laughs> a bit uncontrollably control, yeah. like he, he's been a. He, we always knew he was, he was a character, um, someone you might have liked to have played under yourself.
1: Um, I, I, my my early memories of Van Gaal are probably from that game in in O one that we played against, them, or the two games mm-hmm. actually we played against them. Because mm-hmm. one of the best performances that that we would have put in in it, during that campaign actually was when we went to Amsterdam. We we were so good. We we ended up drawing the game to a piece, but we. We were brilliant for 70 minutes, I would say. Maybe even long. We, we played well. And it was a worldie from Van Bronkos. I think they got them back in the game and then they ended up draw, tying the game up or whatever it was. But after that game, he was kind of disrespectful to us. I th- it was more or less saying that we were a bunch of pub players or something like that. It, 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 I can't remember his exact words, but it, which is probably true, as it turns out. But um, <laughs> he, I always all. felt like, oh, what an arrogant, you know, arrogant. And I think we felt a bit like that, but... I don't think we ever really appreciated his personality, I think, within that side. And over the years, even when he was at Man United, I used to quite like him. And, you know, watching the team play, I don't think they were a great watch. I think that we all brutal. accepted that, watching Man United. They, they were a brutal watch, yeah, that's true. Um, and I think there have been a bit of criticism leveled at him during this tournament. Remember the Senegal, the Ecuador games? They were They weren't great games to watch. And then they just... Well, they, they just did a job on the USA in that last 16 game, and I, I actually fancied that to happen too. I thought USA don't, don't have anything up front that, that was ever going to trouble um, the Dutch, so I fancied them to do that. So his personality is really shining through, and I think that you know, obviously he's had he's had an illness, and there's been tragedy in his family as well over the years as well with with, with illness to cancer. So I think he's just just uh, savouring every moment mm-hmm. of it, just thinking, look, you know, let's let's enjoy it, and I think. You know, I, he always, when you talk to older coaches, just older people as they, as they get on, maybe even through career, as I would look back on it as well, you never really had the chance to savour those those moments, those big moments in, in, in your playing career. And I think he recognises he's had so many big moments across his career. This is almost like my swan song. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And He's been great to listen to. I think he's been even that video after the last sixteen when he came back after the, after they beat USA. It was great just watching him coming back into the hotel, dancing with his mobile yeah. phone, savouring that moment. And was it one of you guys saying to me the other day that there's he sold his his rights to to Netflix or something? There's going to be a, there's going to be a movie on his life or something like that. I, I heard that somewhere, which would be great in itself watching watching that story if there were to be one on, on Van Gogh. But um, I just think he's. He, He's been great to listen to. That's the thing. Every press conference there's been something and a quote, a throwaway quote that he's he's thrown out that has gone almost viral because he's, he he obviously is very funny and I think the lads love him for that reason. I think they can really warm to him. Um, So, yeah, I've, I've loved watching him. I've loved watching him and I've loved seeing his sides and, I think I think they'll beat Argentina today. Yeah, that,
2: that's um, I like. It is hard to know where Argentina are at. They were nearly caught by Australia, obviously, the last day. Um, the only, obviously, with with the with the Dutch, they they're happy for the opposition to have the ball, which maybe works mm. up to a point against some of the lesser sides. But you're feeling that even mm. even with a team, the quality of Argentina and their ability to get goals, well, that that might not even be a problem.
1: No, I, I actually disagree with that agent. We say against the lesser teams because that that sort of tactic doesn't really work against the lesser teams because they don't want the ball, so they're almost giving it you back, and you've got to do mm-hmm. something. It works against the better teams. I've I've seen a lot of Holland in in qualification, so I was actually doing a lot of analysis on how how they actually do play, and it's not so much they let you have the ball; they let you have the ball in your own half. So it would have been something that that I would have been very familiar with when I was playing, where let the centre halves have the ball, let let them step in a little bit. And if you watch them, they kind of almost give you a pass into midfield, which I'm sure that Argentina will take at times. And if they're giving the ball to Messi, Messi could beat two players quickly if that pass is is given to him. But they try and press that first pass. And what they do when they win, if they win the ball from, from that press in, in the midfield, they break from it. Watch Gatpo and watch, um, Memphis from it. Even watch Classen if he's playing today or whoever it will be that will be playing as a 10. They immediately spring from that pass when De Jong or, uh, De Rune or Coop Miners, whoever it's going to be that are playing on that press, they break off it and three or four lads get beyond the ball immediately. And it's so hard to stop. And they have a great way of playing. Look, look how the, 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 they're so good in the wider areas. Daily Blint. I mean, he, he couldn't run 10 years ago. Everyone would know him from Man United. He couldn't run, but you would really ever see... He, he reminds me, Daley Blint, of Kenny Cunningham. And, that, and, and you know, maybe trying to be respectful to Kenny as well within that. Kenny wasn't the quickest player, but Kenny had a reading of the game that was as good as anyone I played alongside, where he was in the place before you actually got the ball, so we would take it off you. He never got exposed, and Daily Blint's exactly like that. He He gets himself in position, wins the ball... And he's always in the attacking third. He's always putting balls into the area. You look at the cross that he put in for Dumfries' goal in the last game. He obviously got the goal off the back of the Dumfries cross in that USA game. The way they exploit wide areas is is great to see. So just watch how many bodies forward they get off a counter. It's five bodies quickly forward. And that's where the chances come from. And I saw a lot of the goals that I that was trying to analyse in, in qualification that, that came from situations like that, giving you that ball into midfield, quick press, and then how they break off it. I mean, I'm sure that like Stephen Kenny, he'll be analysing it as well with the, the upcoming games that mm-hmm. we've got. And it'll be interesting to see how we're actually going to play against that type of system. But they might be different under kuman anyway when he takes over because Kuman predominantly like to play four at the back. So it might be interesting to see if they do change a system and go to four at the back. So I, I, I just, I, I like... I like teams setting up differently. They, they don't, if you watch Brazil, Brazil give the ball away and they chase, Harry the ball, four or five players go and win it quickly high up the pitch like we see from Man City, like we see from Liverpool and maybe Real Madrid and various sides around Europe. They, they don't do that. They, they filter back into position quickly and then they go on the press off that initial pass. So, I like watching what they do. I, I like seeing it and I th- as I said, I think they just play a different style from from some of the other top teams. Uh,
2: to give you your due, uh, the, uh, despite the fact there was a penalty, Morocco were still full value. It wasn't a smash and grab job against Spain. Will they continue that against Portugal, yeah. or is this their are they, as far as they
0: go? I,
1: I don't fancy them. I think it's as far as they go. I, I was at the the Portugal Switzerland game the other night, and I think they're on a different level from yeah. Spain. I think the, the good uh, wh- why why I thought it was with the Spain game why why they'd be able to do it, because they have a way of playing where they're able to go attacking, they're able to get bodies forward, which they did against Spain. Probably, you know, they did have chances. They, they had a lot less possession in the game, but I just felt the way Spain played the, and the lack of penetration that, that they have throughout that Spanish side. Great football, and don't get me wrong, it is, but I, I don't enjoy watching Spain. I didn't enjoy watching Spain at the Euros when they played the same sort of style. And I just fancied Morocco would have a little bit too much for them. And again, it, it went to penalties, so it was... It could have gone either way, so you know the call becomes doesn't become great in the end. But I did fancy him to do something in the match, whereas Portugal, different age, they oh. they have the penetration with Ramos. They have they have. I mean, Yao Felix. It, I I we where I was sat or when I went to the game, we were right in front of um, Switzerland warming up, and six or seven of the Switzerland players, a Kanji and um, Sh- um Shakiri Jaka. Um, Fabian Shaw, they were absolute tanks. Like they look huge compared to the Portuguese players. They were so, you know, if you're looking at them physically, one side to another, Switzerland should be outpowering them, outplaying them in every way because they're a decent side, Switzerland. But João Felix looked like a little boy. Bernardo Silva, um, there were so many of the sides you're thinking physically they won't be able to compete, but the way they move the ball, the, the movement off the ball. I just think they've got way too much for um Sensational. For they look like
2: World Cup winners to, uh, to, uh, they, to a a.
1: They did. And and, and I, I mean, immediately by taking Ronaldo out the side agent, they look like a side that could go and win the World Cup. They, you never would have thought thought that in the first two or three games that they played. So I I think they're serious contenders. I think if, yeah, it's easy to say if they play like that, but it's the style of play that they've got. There's so many different aspects to the game where they have the bit of needle in them if necessary, you know they'll they 'll tactically foul at times they 'll break the game up if necessary, but the flowing football that they play is going to be so hard to stop and I just think this is a step too far for Morocco. I think portugal will will win this I think it could be two or three actually I think they'll win it handily enough
0: is um France a step too far for England kev
1: uh, I think this is a this is the stereotypical fifty fifty game um as much as I, I have fear that England's going to beat france uh if you're asking me to, honestly, heart and head and things like this, I, I honestly do think that because of Mbappe, and it's only because of Mbappe, that France will win the game. I can't see England being able to stop him for mm. 90 minutes. And the moments that he's had in this in this tournament so far have been very special. And it has been a moment's game from him. Some of the games he's been electric for, for long spells and he's managed to score in, in the games that he's played. I can't see them being able to shut Mbappe down. If it, Even look to the, the Poland game, the last game. Matty Cash did quite well against him. And, and the truth is, if, if you're a fullback and you're playing against a superstar like that, you know, he had moments Mbappé where he's was able to get away, but he actually did well. And I thought, yeah, good, good performance. And then he scored two unbelievable goals because you just can't stop him. And that'll be the same with Walker, I think, at times. I thought Walker, we've tried to do a little bit of analysis for, for this game on the matchup and how it's going to go between Walker and, and Mbappé. We've tried to do a few matchups throughout the team, actually. But Walker and, and Mbappé, I think we all accept it's going to be a key one for how England are going to set up. And Walker had a couple of moments in um, in in the game. Who I can't really play. Who did they play now? Um, Wales. No, who did they beat? Senegal. They beat in the last round, Senegal. Yeah, yeah, Senegal. Jesus, I'm cracking up here. <laughs> yeah, in, and he he had a few moments where he switched off and. He, 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 I think he gave the ball away once, and and just he, he almost like be just lost his head a little bit and didn't filter back into position. I think that's the type of moment that I think France will hurt them. And again, we've all done it. Every every one of us has done it. And maybe you, you're overanalyzing things when it comes to that. But I don't know if Walker's going to be able to keep him back uh, quiet for, for the ninety minutes or one hundred and twenty. However that game's going to go, I think it'll be that tight. I think there's going to be goals. I think we could look at easy one a piece, two a piece in this game and. And again, I think they've both got so much talent, um, attack wise that, that could hurt each other. But I just think I, I'm going to go with France. I just think France will win it. And that's not maybe it is my heart telling me that, but my head saying that France just, just have too much with, with Mbappe and the team.
2: Uh, Jude Bellingham has obviously got legitimately a lot of praise coming his way. John Giles is making an interesting point in the show last night. He was talking about his needing work in his positional sense. He says uh, that he gets into position. Um, he's, he doesn't enough get into a position to dictate the uh, dictate the game. That he shouldn't be waiting for the ball to come to him. That he should be putting himself in a spot to to uh, ensure the ball comes to him. Um, what's your mm. view on that?
1: It's an interesting one. Johnny's Johnny is the best at when when he analyses the midfielders and at seeing positional sense. Absolutely, um, I think he I, he's, he's certainly a player to me at times that that goes forward too early. Um, from from what I've from what what I've seen, even when I was watching him at Dortmund this season, sometimes he would he would break away too quickly. Say you're in transition and he's gone and you can look at it from the other side of that to go he's, he's, he's away quickly if that pass comes he's in quickly the opposition can't, um, can't adjust to that accordingly but I think with him I think by doing that sometimes in this type of game by vacating his position by going forward and not necessarily being in position to receive the ball or maybe pass forward and run forward I think that could be a problem again in this match um, so it's interesting to see we, we, we looked at it a couple of times again and, and saw him Breaking away a little bit too soon, but off it. When, when he gets it and he drives forward, look at the, the the Sterling goal against Iran. Him breaking forward, even the first goal against Senegal, and how it was his run that created the get, that created the goal. He opened the team up just with that run forward. So. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, John's way more of an expert on me to, to to do that. But I have seen it. I have seen that maybe vacating that position might be a problem for England. And it could put pressure on Rice. It could put pressure on Henderson if if, if it is those two to start the game uh, by him being out of position too early. So I don't know. It's There's a lot of things that you can even look at with France. Rabiot does the same at times. He, he breaks forward too quickly. It might be too early at times. But I think what's been overlooked from this game is Griezmann's influence on that French team. I think Griezmann has been... I'd have him in my team of the tournament up to now. Griezmann, maybe not necessarily scoring all the goals, but the influence that he's having on that France team with his work rate, with his passing ability, his his dead ball um, ability. I think Griezmann's been great in that team. So even Dembele, I think Dembele's been outstanding as well. So I think France, like England, have so much to their attack that we maybe overlook them. I mean, are France better than England defensively? I think it's a I think it's a flip of the coin on Pickford and Lloris goalkeeper wise. I wouldn't necessarily say either, but Pickford has probably been better over the last year than Lloris, so I'd maybe go on, on Pickford on that one. Yeah. Center half Stones and and Maguire against Um, um uh, Upper Canby and um, I've got I keep getting that name wrong actually. And Varan Varan. Uh, no, no, it'll be no, it'll be up up um, Upper Canby from uh, from. Um, by Munich, it'll be him and Varane that will start the, the game. Koundé, C- will Cundé up up a carno, thats it. And uh, and Cundé will probably start right back. It's it's a fifty-fifty call defensively. Probably I'd say France slightly over England defensively, and everywhere else it's it's still 50 So it's it's such a tight game all over the pitch that it, it it will come down to how good they are in attack, and both both sides' strength is in attack and. I think France are just better, I think, than England. Slightly better. So that's, where I'm, that's why the only reason why I'm going to go for France.
2: One last one on your uh, specialist topic here, and we've got about a minute. So um, Rice and Grealish, Martin O'Neill, he's on TalkSport. He's saying that uh, he's re- yeah. re- uh, reignited the conversation, but uh, effectively saying that he it wouldn't have been right to cap them. We would have been coercing them to play for a country that they ultimately didn't want to play for. And uh, from your Twitter account, do you agree?
1: I do agree. I know. I, I I listened to some of you guys. I mean, it's probably done now. It's done and dusted long ago. Um, listening to Dan last night, I think he was on with you, Adrian. Where the, the the situation between Rice and Grealish is different because Grealish was never called up, or he was he was called up but never played uh, senior international. So <laughs> that's it. Um, you know, my thoughts on Rice. Rice should never have played for us in the first place, and he made himself available if if he had no intention of, of following it through. He should never have made himself available to play international football um, with us so I wouldn't have called him up if and I agree with Martin he, yeah he sat there on the bench and he, he plays he, he doesn't really want to play for, for Ireland and, and yet he's playing that game against Moldova that that, that that Dan was speaking about last night and personally I wouldn't have had him in the squad and you, you know my feelings on it he should never have played for us Um and I'd rather not have a player like Declan Rice in my squad. And I said it at the time: I'd rather never qualify for a World Cup again and 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 not have Declan Rice in in my team. I I, I felt as though it was underhand what he did at the time. Um, no matter how how old you are, that that was my feeling on it because I knew who who I was when I was his age. That was my point on it. So it was he was hedging his bets at the time that if that England call wouldn't have come, or if it wasn't on the horizon somewhere down the line, um, he would have carried on playing for us and he still would have probably have thought himself, like, oh, what if? Like that, that would have been in the back of his mind. I should have played for England and I don't want to play a plane f- for us that, that has that sort of mentality and, um, I don't know, you, you know how I feel so it's yeah. pointless me going, oh, it's, it's all ground and, that, exactly. That's how I feel on it, exactly. really.
2: And I think that, uh, you know, one of those conversations that uh, we can all put to bed now and uh, turn the key on it and uh, never, never I mean,
1: if it. be brought up it. again, though. We're going to have a situation again, like but. this in the future. We will have yeah. a situation. And it might not necessarily be England next time. It might be, you know, Nigeria. It might be uh, Poland or whatever. You know, it, it, we'll, we'll have this conversation. But I, I don't know what one of you guys said the other day. I think it, was, well, it might have been you, Shane, or someone. I was listening to you yesterday the day before he's It's only because it's England why we think so strongly about it. It's because it's England. If it was anywhere else, if it was Nigeria, if it was Poland, would we care as much? I don't think we would. And that's the truth. No matter how good they become, it's because it's England. And I had the situation as a youngster when, you know, it it, it could have been, I might never have played for England's senior team. Who knows? But I was called up for England and I said no, because it was never going to be... It was never in my thinking. I didn't want to play for England, first of all, for, for many different reasons, but I could never have played for them. And that was entirely how I thought at the time. So, it, And that was because it was England. If it was a different country that I was eligible for, I may have thought differently. But because it was England, I thought that there was no way I could play for, for them full stop, and that was it. So... You'd have got to call the call up Ken. Only...
2: Phil Neville got a lot of caps. You definitely.
1: You'd... Maybe, <laughs> may, uh, no, uh, maybe my ability. May, maybe my. Maybe my ability suggested that I would have. I don't know. Again, who knows? Who, who is to know what it would be? I think there's a lot of England players that have had caps that are, that that wouldn't be as good as me as a player, and you know I would have felt that. But it was. It was. It, I didn't care about that. I didn't want to play mm. for England. Yeah. So why on earth would I be thinking hard about that? It, when when all I wanted to do was play for Ireland I wanted, I, all I wanted was one cap for Ireland that would have done me that's the truth so I think once you play of course you want to play more and you feel as though that that's it you can contribute in different ways but why on earth would I have had that you know mindset of you know I'm upset because I've never had an England cap it, it would it just wasn't it wasn't in me so that was how I felt at 12 and 13 so I didn't think any differently when I got to 17, 18, 19 it was it was who I was and that was
0: it. And 110 caps isn't bad, Kev, either. It's all right. Decent.
1: Well, that, that's what it means everything to me. It means a lot more, Shane, when you know who you are as a person, you know what you stand for and and everything that goes with that. So, you know, as I said, playing once for Ireland meant way more than, than getting, as I said, 100 England caps. Like, it, it wouldn't have made any difference to me. Honestly, it, it, it would never have happened because I wouldn't have let it happen. How I felt at the time was just in my heart. And I... and. I think everybody knows, no matter what you say, every when you international football has always got to be special. It's always got to be something very different. So, where where were you? What what were you doing the first time you watched an international game and you saw the team lining up for the anthem? How did you feel when you were twelve and thirteen? You know it. You can answer the question clearly in your own head. I've heard you talking about the telly being wheeled into your class at school. You remember these are memories Mm. for you. And I remember where I was when I was watched. Out and score against England. Seeing the team play first off in Italian ninety, I I remember that. I, I don't remember anything about any other nation really. I remember moments from other nations, but after seeing England play, uh, sorry, after seeing Ireland play England in in uh, Italian ninety, the first time playing in that World Cup game, seeing Kevin Sheedy score the World Cup goal, that memory will be ingrained in my head forever. So. After seeing those those great memories and seeing those great goals that were scored by those those iconic players, I wanted to emulate them, and that was the only thing that was in my mind. And I was what well, I was ten when Ray Houghton, or eleven when Ray Houghton scored against England, and twelve, thirteen when Sheedy scored against England. That is all I wanted to do. So, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a such a, a stupid question, even when it's thrown at me that I'd never play for England. Or you know, I play, I picked Ireland because. Because I'd never get an England call-up that, that's been thrown at me from from England supporters. I think you guys know it's true. And I know who I was and I know who I am. I could never have done it. So regardless of whether I was never called up for Ireland. And I tell everybody as well, I, when I was called up for England, Ireland was never even on the horizon. It was never even mentioned. It was never even... I don't think anybody in Ireland knew that I was eligible to play for Ireland at that time. Um I was called up for England, and I said no because I couldn't. I I could never have done it, and that was it.
2: I knew it was a mistake asking you a question about that, and I hope that you'd keep it to a minute. Kev, good man, thanks a million.
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry for keeping (laughs) (laughs)
2: that. No, 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 no. That was worth it. Good man, enjoy the games.
1: All right, good. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.